Hi guys, Salam Nerds here, and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the UK, the US, Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top 5 worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Welcome! To Salam Nerds Podcast. Alright guys, you ready for your first EDM festival? Let's go! Woo! Our first! My first! My first EDM festival! Yo, yo, yo! It's the Salam Nerds! My name is Steve, aka Watson Geek, I'm here my boy Chad. to our supporters please like comment share and subscribe yo 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 so long nerd it's your boy neves aka watch with neves and i'm here with my co-host jeff aka the not so plain feature son <laughs> <laughs> oh well done man well yeah, like done Yo, that was the line that got me. That took me out when she called her her plain feature songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This episode was a doozy. Like, <laughs> the shade. Oh, the shade. <laughs> so much shade, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, let's uh, dive right into it because uh, first things first, I do want to introduce Richard again, House of Pulvida. Welcome back, Richard. What's up, guys? Yeah. So Richard is going to be our resident lore expert for House of the Dragon, and he'll be on every week in addition to another guest. And so now we're going to move to this other format, but Richard will be here permanently. We love him so much. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us, Richard, man. You are part of the Salam Nerds family, man. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Happy to be our here. first resident. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what's really interesting? People think that our podcast is a religious podcast because of Salam Nerds. But Salam just means peace. That's all it really means. And it's yeah. in Arabic, uh, which is the language that, you know, we use. But every religion in Arabic-speaking countries uses the word Salam regardless of religion. So all our show really means is peace. And mm -hmm. that's why... Yeah. And that's why I begin every episode with Salam and Jazz ends every episode with peace. I don't know if people knew that. True facts. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more you know, you learn something new every day. Exactly, exactly. So we are sure that you're going to teach us a lot, but there's a <laughs> lot of stuff that happens uh, today's episode with baby. There's a baby being born, which is awesome. It's kind of like another pilot, because when we saw the first episode, it was basically um, Renera's mother who was having a baby. And now it's Renera who's having a baby, and it starts off with that. And as soon as the baby's born, fucking Allison is like, "I need to see this child." <laughs> and then, 
And like I, the way that scene was shot was phenomenal because it was very. I don't know if there was no cuts, but there were very little cuts in that scene. You saw the whole thing of the baby being born, and then you saw the whole like two and a half minute walk to Allison, which was very, like, very agonizing. Very like yeah. yeah like, if they did cut, you couldn't you couldn't tell where it was. They they did a phenomenal job with it. You're right. The pettiness of the two girls, like. <laughs> It's insane, man. Tell us a little bit about that, Richard. What are your thoughts? Um, so when I when I first watched through, I, I noticed that um when uh when she's right up until she's about to take the stairs, she's very reluctant to take Lenor's hand and his assistance because mm-hmm. he wasn't even there the whole time and you know, it is what it is. And obviously they have their the kind of open relationship that they do. Um but uh but I did like the touch in the background as she's walking. You can hear the bells tolling, which is typically what King's Landing does for a royal family member's death or someone uh, being born or someone high in court. You know, it's like a sign of respect. It's like it's like putting the, the flag at half mast or mm. a celebration. So uh, the bells toll or for like an incoming invasion or something like that. So the bells tolling was uh, uh, good keeping on them to, to, to keep that uh, continuity going. Very interesting. Very interesting. I also liked how they get to the door and this motherfucker, Kristen Cole, greets them. So like, yeah. Yeah. like that was for me because like, I haven't read the book. So I am purposely not keeping up with the books because I want to not spoil anything. And I want our viewers to have the experience that I'm having while having other people on the show who do know stuff. Right. So it kind of bounces out. But like we knew she got stopped from killing himself. But I thought they were going to have, like, maybe have him run away or something. He's he's literally still in the tower working. He's been working there for the whole 10 years. No ramifications of killing uh, the boyfriend of, well, the queen's husband, which sounds really weird when you say it. <laughs> Rest in peace, Joffrey. <laughs> oh, man, Joffrey. But, like, I feel like Kristen Cole stopping him uh, right before he got there it's why he chose the name Joffrey. It kind of like rang in his head and he's like, this motherfucker again. And then yeah. when they asked for the name, he spit out Joffrey because of that. First thing he could think of was Joffrey when having to look at, at Kristen Cole again, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's the sworn, at first he was Rhaenyra's sworn shield. Out of all the Kingsguard members, that was like her personal bodyguard slash attendant. Um, and then of course, after that, uh, when drama hits the fan uh, and he tries to, to kill himself, Allison stops him, and she's good at keeping his secret. So um, I guess in exchange for that, she more or less is is having him be the sworn shield to her children, and that's why you see in the training yard later. Um, mm. He kind of takes more of a leaning towards uh, towards her kids because he's actually there. Now he's definitely supposed to be training all of them, but he's their sworn shield now. So uh, I would assume that I don't know if. If uh, Rhaenyra has a another Kingsguard as her sworn shield, but I know uh, Sir Harwin Strong, even though he's not Kingsguard, is also is a is sworn shield and Lord Commander too. Uh, so that's to interesting. Him. Is um, Kristen Cole like is he like a pseudo stepdad then? When uh... yes, wow. but not in like a fatherly way, just in a I care for these boys because I right. care for mother. And like um, I'm gonna teach you things throughout life because the king's being a king. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That, wow. That's interesting. And I also thought it was interesting how he kind of, you know, a few years ago, he's like wants to marry Renera 
and now he's calling her the c-word <laughs> like like I think that that even took uh, Lady Allison back a little bit, and she's they, like, they, she they paused. They were like, "What the fuck did Hard you say?" <laughs> I think that was more of like, uh, "There's servants around. You can't just say that kind of stuff out loud." But if oh, they were in oh. private presence, um, I don't think that that would be uh, much of an issue. It could be, you know, just really? out of respect for the princess. But like, still, they're literally talking shit about her. I don't think there's much of a limit that they're going to draw. It's just like they have to stay. Uh, uh, amicable in public opinion. So oh, they can't that's, that stuff in that's interesting. Because I thought of it more as like, hey, I can talk shit about my family, but you can't. You're not a royal. You're not of like this bloodline. Mm-hmm. Maybe like know your place. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a little bit more of that, but it could have been either or. So we don't know. Probably but, a little uh, bit of both. Probably yeah, both, yeah. And the reason all of this drama is happening is because her kids keep being born with no melanin. And black of hair. And uh, even like the nursemaid who was like behind her when they said, she says the boy, you can see her face like, it's a boy, <laughs> but. um. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, man. That's that's wild. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Richard? about uh what specifically oh the oh the 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 yeah Yeah. and so obviously you know the the kids have been born for you know several years so uh, you know the first one comes out it's like hmm that's very strange and then the second one comes out looking just like uh the first one the lord command or the lord commander of the uh or i'm sorry the The, the city watch city watch yeah city watch Uh, and then especially the amount of time that they spend near each other obviously will raise questions. And Allison is obviously uh, understanding that she's very promiscuous and that she's not um, not been in courting, you know, her husband because her husband uh, has a certain taste for different flavors. So Yeah, he likes goose, right? He likes goose. <laughs> I think he likes, I don't know, I forget. But yeah, one of them likes duck, one of them likes goose. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they couldn't be on, more on the nose. Couldn't they just say cock? Like, no, no, man. That would be hilarious. Is even more on the nose. Like, <laughs> I like, I like that metaphor. But uh, yeah, so the f- real father we obviously figured out is Harwin Strong, mm-hmm. uh, who is a Lord Commander of the City Watch, and Kristen Cole obviously knows this a little bit too. And when they're training everybody, he's obviously going harder on his kids than he is on. Allison's kids Um, and you can kind of see that and I feel like when he makes a comment about you know no one would do this for somebody other than a family member perhaps a cousin a brother or a son yes man loses his shit (laughs) and bro like and, and you could tell that he didn't even try to fight back his whole intention was to get him to confess because the moment he starts taking that beating he doesn't even try to fight him off he just kind of spits up some blood and said, yeah, I figured as much. But isn't that kind of exactly what happened with Joffrey? Like, Joffrey egged him on about being a secret lover, and now he's egging her on, uh, him on about being a secret lover. Like, haven't you learned from your mistake? It's kind of like, you know, the same No, 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 he learned. Yeah, he learned but... Exactly how to do it, to punish somebody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Harwin uh, didn't have a group of uh, Kingsguard right there to or at least Joffrey didn't during the wedding, didn't have a group of Kingsguard there to protect him. He was just kind of there on his own. Yeah. Um, uh, Leonor tries to defend him, and you even see, um, what's it called? Who is it? Kristen Cole uh, kind of 
assault a future member of the royal family. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. He does. And so and nobody really stops him. Meanwhile, you've got four guys that have to pull Harwin Strong off of him because he is one of the strong? strongest men in the realm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got that name for a reason. Ironically, his brother is one of the weakest men in the realm, and and the other brother is one of the strongest. So, and then the father's the hand of the king. So, I mean, that, that house really had it going on until the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? It all went up in flames. It no did. pun intended. <laughs> no, full pun intended. Full pun intended. All right, but you know what I found really interesting? I maybe you can shed some light on this, but I found really interesting the relationship between the cousins, right? Because it's not yeah. like the brothers versus the brothers. Because Aegon was with his cousins and making fun of his brother instead of like them being against each other. So they kind of have like a camaraderie. And then when you see when they're doing the sword thing, um. Aegon's younger brother, um, Aemon. Aemon. Yeah. He taps the other, uh, the other one on the shoulder as no, like. No, that was that was Aegon going by uh, Lucaris, the younger okay. one. So it was the, the eldest one. tapping the, the youngest one on the shoulder because obviously they're the weight classes. Even though they they had the yeah, the, yeah. the weight classes were just so shifted yeah. that it's just like you gotta just like that's you know it's a young man just give him a little pat on the shoulder, and then yeah, yeah like you said they all conspired against. Uh, against Amon, you know, for that, for their, for their cruel little joke. Um, when they're in the dragon pit, you even see, uh, what is it? Uh, Lucaris? No, it's uh, Jacaris, the uh, the elder one. When yeah. he's, when he's there with uh, his dragon, trying to give him commands and stuff like that. And then he asks, you know, can, can I say it? He turns around and looks directly at Aegon for like yeah. approval. Yeah, yeah. A, a kid who grew up with, I'm sure y'all did too, grew up with a bunch of cousins. I was the baby. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, the oh, first same. generation of my cousins and to my second generation of my cousins i'm the eldest so yep and i have a, a dual dynamic there because there's kind of a, a generational gap um but it really reminded right. me it's like yeah the younger ones always look for the approval of the of the elder ones and anytime that they're not the butt of the joke they're they're all in easy yeah the only thing that makes you not feel like the one who's being picked on all the time is that sometimes sometimes do the picking on so yeah, when you're yeah. not the butt of the joke you will definitely anything that they want to do and that was definitely Aegon's idea because I, I mean really with the other two the other two boys are younger if not uh uh Jacaris is the same age as Amon yeah so I don't think that they would be really trying to pick on each other it'd be the eldest one really trying to uh, get under his brother's skin so yeah I thought that was a weird dynamic I thought that was pretty interesting and it kind of made me feel um a little sympathy for Aegon like you know like I kind of liked him like he was like not taking after his mother and just being gun ho and hating this family who are his cousins. He actually has a little bit of like love for them. Right. Which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and he also like, you know, likes to uh, pull a Homelander and uh, please himself out the window, which I, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> so his mom actually sits there and watches him for a minute at a, just like, I'm sure shock, but then she's just like, of course, you know, I'm sure she knows her son by that point. Yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet that said uh, he has pushed more children out the window than Jamie Lannister. When they're in the training yard, you see Aegon kind of look at like two like servant girls walking by and he smiles at them and yeah. they look, take one look at him and run. So I guarantee you they've seen him jerking off in the window. 
Oh, it's got to be like public knowledge at this point that he just likes to do it right oh, there. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, because why? Why would they look up and discuss it at the at a at a prince? You know, if yeah. anything, the, the only thing that they could hope for is a bastard in their belly, and they ran oh. from him. Oh, so they just man. think he's a little creep. I mean, he's probably what fifteen or or you know 14, 15, something 14, like that, yeah. 15, So he's right at that age. You know, I get it, but man, there's no way you know. So. <laughs> Oh man, that's pretty. But you know what? It's interesting that like I didn't know. Uh, someone asked someone in the comments that the window babies was weird. <laughs> <laughs> John Ho, shout out to John Ho. That was funny. Um, but I, I find it interesting that eggs don't hatch for everybody, and that was like this new concept that I didn't know was part of the uh, Game of Thrones lore. Uh, so we know that it didn't hatch for Aemon. Uh, yeah. It didn't hatch for one of the sisters uh, of uh, Damon's uh, kids. Uh, and that's weird. Is there any more that you can tell us about that? Is there any context to that? Uh, not really. It's kind of hit or miss, and uh, you know, there's there's no telling. You know, who's gonna Basically, I think the more pure your Valyrian blood is, like the like the better percentage chance that you have, and that's why Allison makes a comment later on about it's, it's no you know it's a surprise that all of their eggs hatched. Um, yeah, she does say that. Yo, she I mean, got some passive aggressive like <laughs> comments all throughout this episode. Yeah, she's um, oof, she's definitely taken her father's role in court, and she's mm -hmm. using the exact same fear tactics on Aegon that her dad used on her and fear as we know is an incredibly powerful motivator which is definitely going to lead to more drama later on because right now we are getting the seeds of the children wanting to get along with each other for the most part you know obviously picking on each other trying to right. being more or less amicable and of course their mother coming in there and just poisoning all of them against uh Rhaenyra's sons which is really hard on brand yeah it's it's <laughs> Poor taste, but it's it's her style, and that's how she's going to go because she has her agenda, and she I believe in her heart genuinely believes that Rhaenyra will uh, kill her children uh, upon yeah. her father's death. So, and it's interesting that like when we see them in line to uh, you know control the dragon, all the kids are wearing the colors of House Hightower, right? I believe Aegon and Amond are. I yes. can't recall not, what. Not, no, the other kids were not, but but uh, Allison's kids were. Oh, even yeah. in the training yard, they're always wearing green. Yeah, they're always mm -hmm. wearing green and not their traditional Targaryen colors. Mm hmm. Because they are true Targaryens, so they should be wearing red and black. But exactly. mom obviously has a say in their wardrobe. Shout yeah. out, mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So just for that, we're going to switch over from green to red colors. Now we're back to red. <laughs> yeah. Targaryen. Targaryen. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And um, she is definitely, you know, filling their heads with a lot of stuff, which is going to affect how they uh, grow up in this world. So I am pretty excited to see what happens. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting was um, Renera trying this proposal where she was like, hey, why don't my son marry your daughter? Which probably would have saved a lot of problems. It would have. Um, the would have the gaslighting unbelievable she uh she offers her her son who didn't whose egg didn't hatch an egg upon right. her dragon giving up or releasing another clutch of eggs and then tries to bind their houses closer together so that way 
in what world is, um, you know, Chick Harris going to allow his his cousin uh, slash half, I guess it would, it would be his, his aunt. Cousin and then brother-in-law? Something like that. But the closer their families are, like, there's, it's not going to come to bloodshed. There will be, a, like, an actual line of succession that, mm-hmm. that has set right. precedence and everything. And she didn't want anything to do with it. She's no. she's so caught up in her head that that uh, war is coming, and that the moment uh, the king dies, that everything's gonna gonna kind of get tossed to, to the wayside. And and as she told Kristen Cole earlier, we have to hope and and keep to each other that that basically goodness will prevail. And we know exactly what she means by that. Like she believes that she's doing good, and so I'm right. surprised the king isn't already dead. Like he was dying the last time we saw him. <laughs> and I, 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 I feel like they got a new maester. Maybe that maester wasn't a good maester, right? Like they got oh, a new maester. I did want to mention last week. I think that other maester is just dog shit at healing. Because yeah. Because the the new maester that's here has uh, repeatedly, like in the past, if it's the same guy who was assisting him. Was was constantly trying to uh, give advice to to the Grand Maester, and he didn't want to hear it. So he was like, "Hey, I came up with this new salve for his arm." He was like, "No, the leeches will do fine. They've always brought his his grace uh, relief." And and then here's this for the pain, and boom, that was it. So he didn't want to be undermined in his uh, in his ability of medicine. But it turns out probably that Maester dying is probably the best thing for the king's health because it's probably what's kept him alive so far. Yeah, I and mean, like, look, I don't want to be biased, but if they had kept that one Indian maester, I feel like he would have made a hundred percent recovery. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. That's trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't against it. <laughs> okay, um, so let's talk about Allison's relationship with Laris, who is scheming uh, some hard wait, schemes. Wait, wait. One question for them. One question for them, Richard. I think you might be the only one to be able to answer this. When, uh. Amon went to the dragon pit after the whole pig thing. Who I don't know. Dragon what dragon was. I believe I saw someone on Twitter say it was Dreamfire, but there was no I, blue though. I just don't see. I didn't see enough of it to really be able to I, so I, claim which dragon it was. I believe I it's I, too big to be Sunfire, but I think I saw on Twitter that it was Vermont, 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 Vermax, Vermithor, Vermax, Vermithor. I don't know. We'll probably figure out. out uh, I mean, it was probably a claimed dragon as well, because I I can't imagine that there would be a prince um, without a dragon. Without a dragon, and they, they weren't trying to push that dragon onto him. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were you talking? Okay, well, back to your thing. What was my thing? I forgot what it was. Oh, Larry Strong. Larry Strong. All right. So him and. Uh, Lady Allison seems to be scheming, and you know we saw in the last episode where that kind of inception of that team up kind of happened, and now this seems to be going strong. Um, what are your no. thoughts about that? So I do have a few thoughts about it, but my <laughs> oh, as far as uh, Laris, um, yeah, he's definitely uh, like Littlefinger 2.0, and I feel he's going to be one of the few genuine bad guys that we get mm-hmm. because George R. R. Martin does a really good job of writing great characters so you can always even if they're making the wrong decisions or bad decisions you can understand why you know they're not right. just they're not just like oh I want to see the realm burn this guy literally just sentenced his own brother and father that's wild 
just so he could be king of the ashes, or I'm sorry, lord of the ashes, because now he's going to inherit that seat at Harrenhal. Um, there was in the books, there's a few different, no one knows who started the fire. And it's always a great mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was suspicion that it was either the king for, um, for killing, I mean, I'm sorry, not for killing, but for the in for the insult to his house for, uh, uh, Harwin strong, you mm -hmm. know, betting his daughter repeatedly and basically having no shame about it. Um, mm -hmm. then Corliss Valerion was suspected because, Technically, he was cuckolding the the his son. Yep. Then people thought it was also uh, who else did they think it was? Damon. Yes, Damon to to try and eliminate a lover from uh, Rhaenyra. Because mm. uh, in the timeline, I believe this that that event happens a little bit further down. Even uh, Harwin Strong lives on Dragonstone for a few years with um, the Targaryen family as a sworn shield, and then. He's forced to go back to Harrod Hall to to assume his duties, and that's whenever the the fire happens. So it's the the timeline's a little shifted, but in, you know there's those three suspects, and then of course the last but the least likely was good old Clubfoot. So yeah, the odds. He did a good fourth one. Yeah, he did a good job of averting um, suspicion from himself because I mean, what kind of person kills their brother and their father same time? Yeah. Same and he was in King's Landing. He had nothing to do with it. Of course that's true well well speaking of fire he's not the only one that had someone burn uh we had poor uh lady uh what's her name lena lena valari she also got burned and it's really interesting how we see damon tasked with the same uh choice that the king was uh faced with and mm -hmm. Damon does not choose to to go the route that the king does, but he also does not not choose it. He kind of just like was right. like, mm, yeah, what's going on? but she overhears it, and she's like, "No, bitch, I'm not going out like that. I'm going out like a dragon rider." Mm -hmm. And she she went out like a dragon rider, uh, which is really interesting because I was always under the impression that Targaryens um, and Valerians cannot be burned by fire but i guess that's not true that was only a denarius thing that no that's a dragon fire thing i think no so most targaryens can be burned um oh. with with daenerys it was kind of a one and a she she had the power of prophecy and she saw if she walked into the flames that she would be unburned and that her her fossilized dragon eggs would hatch so it was a very singular moment um Okay. And then, of course, in the show, you know, she does it more than once, and then she picks up a dragon egg and doesn't even burn her hands or whatever. So I guess she's just immune to fire. Um, but I thought um, uh, King Viserys, when he, in episode one with uh, Rhaenyra, when they were in the little tomb at the bottom, they were, like, putting the hand over fire like nothing happens. And Yeah, but, I mean, I could put my hand over a few candles, and it's just like... You know, <laughs> napalm essentially. How do we know you're not a Targaryen? Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm a dragon, so the, the day you hook me up with a dragon, I'll 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 accept my my lineage. But <laughs> yeah. if you saw my mom and dad, you would have no questions of my lineage because I look like j exactly like both of them. So, <laughs> if you picture my mom next to me, you'd be like, oh, of course that's her kid. Yeah, that's that's you picture true. my dad, win. <laughs> So, so you would never have the problem that Renair has. <laughs> not, not one bit, which is funny because uh, like a running gag my mom used to say when I was a kid was that I was adopted, but not like you're adopted, but like 
you were wanted, you know, because my older brother would pick on me a bunch. So she was like, yeah, Richard was wanted. You were you were the one we never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, my mom yeah. put up with a lot of that stuff. So yeah, the um, uh... That that's good, but honestly, um, I feel like we got to really uh, have sympathy for Damon in this episode. Like, you know, he's kind of living it up. He's got the good life, still not super happy. He seems to have a really good relationship with his kids, right? Um, One of them. Least, well, so here's the thing: uh, Twitter just released uh, some behind the scenes that were cut, Ooh, and he's yeah. actually like hugging both of them and really like consoling both of them. So yeah. it seems like you know, whatever distance that he had with his other child seemed to have gone away after his mother died. I don't know why they decided to cut that scene. It was really strange. Yeah, they just show um, him walking away. That was kind of like, oh, man, like he, he actually does, you know, really, you know, he loves his daughter so much. And this is one thing that I was I was thinking of earlier. If you remember right after the proposal was given to Corliss Valerion and him and his and his wife, the, the, the queen who never was, are having that conversation of just like, to what end? Why do you want our kids in that political mess? Yeah, it's like she's like, "What is it for glory to 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 have your kid on the Iron Throne one day?" You know this and that. Meanwhile, Damon's choosing the exact opposite. He wants to avoid, you know, throwing his kids, himself, his wife, into all of that mess. He'd rather just like, you know, hey, a simple transaction. We they have gold, we have dragons. You know, let's trade. Let's not you know do deal with all the backstabbing and the bullshit that goes on in King's Landing. And so he yeah. chose opposite but unfortunately this episode some of his chickens come home to roost i feel like the gods punished him accordingly for some of his trans transgressions as a younger man mm. uh so he made the joke about balon being the heir for a day and yeah, he just man. lost his opportunity oh. and one, he kills his own lady wife and he's just had his wife taken from him so there it's like an equal like honest punishment for some of his crimes oh, as a young wow man. Yeah, quite literally, the universe is like, let, let's bounce back. And even though he's retired and and just wants to live a calm life, like you, sometimes you got to pay for the sins of the past. It, they will come back. To yeah, it doesn't matter. Then yet you're this like you know super positive girl dad now. You still did all that stuff in the at the end. So that was wow. That's a good Dang, point, man. I never thought good about point. that. That's a very that's good. A good I, caught that, I caught that as I was refreshing right before we got on. So. Nice. Uh, no, good stuff, man. This is this is why we have our resident lore expert now. Like, hey, I know, right? You're worth every penny we pay you. Oh man. Well, if, if we if we made any money, we would pay you. Um, the other cool the other cool thing is um we got to see Vagar, uh the dragon, which is really interesting because in the scene where um when she was 12 years old, having her little Rista with the king and getting to know each other, she was like, Vagar is still out there, right? Mm -hmm. And he is supposed to be known as the biggest dragon. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that you see years later that she gets to ride Vagar. And when you see her riding with uh, alongside Damon, you can see the difference of like how big he is, which is kind of big wild. how old he is. Like his spikes that are like coming out of his face that are supposed to go like sideways, like like a like a bearded dragon almost you know yeah. like like kind of spikes that come out his are like all drooping down he just looks like a sad old man um but he's just gigantic and yeah so i would assume that she probably went and found him uh using her dad's fleet and then bonded with him because she like she told her daughter she didn't bond with vagar until she was 15 so she would have been a little bit older 
it would have been out, you know, obviously after the wedding, but it wouldn't have been much longer after that wedding. She would have taken to the sea and went and found him because they, I forget where they said he was hiding or where he was hanging out at, but it was somewhere off the coast of Westeros. So honestly, I feel like we missed a great story because just the way that how she like when you saw the way that she looked at Damon at the wedding, like, oh, what up, uncle? What up, cousin? Like, <laughs> She was like the whole thing of like how she kind of got with him is interesting. The whole story of how she uh, got found her dragon would have been interesting. Like that could have been a season right there. I would have watched that. That would have been amazing. That would have been very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Initially betrothed to some uh, uh, Bravosi pirate lord or something, but in the books they mention how uh, the father dies or the the Bravosi pirate lord dies. His son takes over and just starts spending all of his money, and then uh, Corliss just keeps putting off the betrothal, like, "Oh, we'll do it next year. We'll do it next year. We'll do it next year." And then finally, the dude's just flat ass broke. And then when Daemon comes around knocking and asking for her hand, he's like, "Well, I'm not going to find a better match. So yeah, you can have it." Because this pirate lord shit didn't work out at all. That's wild. That's the great story. I wish we could have saw that. There's another story that they kind of mention, and I feel like it has something to do with a book, but I don't know. But I don't think they would have just thrown this in there. But this is something about a giant with a purple beard. Do you know anything about that? Oh, so no, yeah, he's mentioning. Um, yeah, this is a, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. He said, uh, uh, Lenor is talking to his to to Rhaenyra. And he's drunk and he's rambling on about his little boy toy Carl. Yeah. Um, that he that he killed uh killed a pirate lord and he got a sack of sapphires as big as walnuts, which will come in mind later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes on to mention, yeah, some pirate lord, uh yeah, that paints his beard purple and wears like, yeah, wears like a woman's dress. I don't really know a lot about him. I can't say that I recall a whole bunch, but I'm starting to punch through fire and blood right now. So if I run into anything, I'll take some notes down and I'll, I'll send you a message or something. Yeah. I thought that was too specific of a reference for not to be yeah. something. So that's gotta be something. We're going to make uh, Richard on your TikTok or on Slumber's TikTok and make sure. little things sure. here and there. Right. Um, There's one more person I want to talk about. Um, sure. And that is Helena. And I'm not just saying that because I went to a My Chemical Romance concert a few days ago, <laughs> <laughs> which I did. They're playing in Houston pretty quick or pretty soon, or they just yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she is bugging out with these like caterpillars and stuff, and it's got me, you know, uh, vibing that she might have some kind of superpower, um, kind of like Bran. What do you think about that? I believe that she has like the the more of a not necessarily like a old gods connection. Mm-hmm. But she has more of a, uh, like a Valyrian sense of prophecy, like her dad always wanted. You know how he saw that his son would be born wearing the Conqueror's crown and this and that. Yeah. Because what is what's the power of a dragon to the power of prophecy? His dad, her dad, yeah, her dad really wanted that. But her just nonchalantly <laughs> on the side is just you know vibing or whatever. And then you know, uh, I don't want to get spoilery, but uh, some of the one of the things that kind of she says off color. Um, while no one's paying attention, uh, is a definite call out to either next episode or the episode after that, um, mm. with, in dealing with uh, Amon. Um, you know, because okay. he rushes in there because he just gotten picked on, just gotten made fun of, you know, with the pig and everything like yeah. that. As they're having their conversation. She she mentions something kind of off color. She's messing with her little centipede, yeah. and it's definitely like the moment I heard it, I was like, oh, she actually does have the power of prophecy, and she doesn't even know it because she's. She's kind of just airheaded, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
kind of just going with the flow and and whatever, which is I guess it's fine. But she's uh yes, I would definitely not in a like a northern power uh, old god sense, more of a Targaryen prophecy type of power. And mm, I think they're totally different things. So so I so I kept seeing this weird mouse around the house right we've yeah. seen it a few times and yeah, she's also he... playing playing with caterpillars so i don't know if like it's her or maybe somebody else uh but the caterpillar and this uh mouse kind of got me thinking how like bran could turn into these animals and see through them uh i, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has that power here and is they're learning they're all the into... you're, you're running right into right into my my theory of I think I think it is our future master of whispers. How strong technically descends from the North Men. So <gasps> they have the Hanwarg. And I do believe that's how he's been spying amongst the castle. So if we ever see him roll his eyes back or anything like that, and where's the first time that we see him outside of the hunt? We see him next to the to the weirwood tree in the godswood playing with the flowers. So he oh, has Oh yeah. He has that connection. It's very possible. I looked it up just to make sure that it wasn't a, a, a handle house. But he is, a, he is the house strong descends from the Northmen, proudly. So there is a chance. And this we is will. a solid theory. Mm -hmm. This is like, people need to talk about this. Yeah. I try, I've been trying not to not to tweet about it or anything. I won't <gasps> no, tweet about this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I do I think that he, is, he has been actively um, spying on people in the Red Key. I would believe it. It would make a lot of sense. A mm -hmm. lot of sense. All that access. And I, I find it funny that if this theory is true, when he has dinner with Allison, he asked her for the information about, because he was like, he was like, you have information that I don't. Apparently my dad had an audience with the King today. And then yeah. yeah, he tried to, he tried to, to, to stay. Uh, he was dying. And, uh, and I think he was playing it. Very, if this theory is true, he was playing it very coy to see, is Allison trusting me? Is she giving me all the information she can? Can I trust her? So he's trying to play like, I don't know what the hell happened in that room. You tell me. And then see, trying to see if the stories line up. So I think maybe he's still suspicious of Allison, but I think he kind of washed up those words, yeah. if that's I, true. I really thought the conversation between him and Allison was very interesting because it reminded me of the uh, old uh, uh, Hitchcock movie, uh, Strangers on a Train. We're both talking about like you know killing each other's wives, and one guy actually goes and do it, and the other guy's like, "Whoa, whoa, I didn't mean to actually do it, right?" Mm -hmm. And like it's kind of like Allison was like, you know, just talking about how she had this problem, and That's he went ahead and solved it, and then she's like, "Whoa, whoa, I never asked you to solve this problem for me." Um, yeah. Now he's like, "Tough, you did." Sure, kind of yeah. got that vibe. Um, and then now he, uh, in a way, kind of has her in his back pocket because this is a secret that she can't let get out. That yeah. he just basically conspired to have the hand of the king assassinated, and potentially, you know, um, uh, and his son as well. So that's definitely something that she's going to have to keep quiet. And I think this is one of the thumb screws that uh, Laris is going to be playing when the succession becomes an issue. Um, he's going to, especially because I believe he will be sitting on the small council at that time as the as the first master of whispers, and th that's. He's basically going to be able to, to push things in the direction that he wants, which is obviously towards chaos and everything. And, of course, Allison is already in that direction. She's trying to actively stack the small council with allies so that way when the time comes, they can settle the succession themselves instead of 
asking every lord here and there to, to swear fealty. They can just make the decision themselves. So, damn. By the way, I just went on Facebook real quick, and the first post I see is two of my friends at the My Chemical Romance concert. So that happened tonight in Houston. <laughs> nice. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, listen, I got a black parade to catch, so we're going to uh, cut this episode off. And uh, this was a pretty great episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what are your thoughts about the episode as a whole before we go? Uh, Jazz, why don't you go first? So this was phenomenal start to finish with the birth of the baby. And I was... I really appreciated how graphic it was. Like when she was walking away to that trail of blood, I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. good. Childbirth is painful and deadly. I'm glad they're showing this guys need to see this shit. Mm. And then like with Laris, like I didn't see that coming. Like I did not see that coming at all. And it was just masterfully done by him. And then Lena, who became my fairy character the moment we saw her. Aww. And in typical Game of Thrones fashion, she's dead within the same episode. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> she was amazing. And it was it was a good episode. It was a good Game of Thrones episode. I'm very happy. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Richard, what about you? Um, so I think that they had a lot to rush through and and expedite because they're doing these big jumps forward. And this was by far the biggest jump they've had. But they did give it a little bit of extra time. I think they went like an hour five with the runtime. Uh, but they did, yeah, from start to finish uh, was just typically everything you could really want in a Game of Thrones episode or a House of the Dragon episode. <laughs> Basically, yeah, animated or not animated, but, but, but TV, George R. R. Martin. It's everything you could want. And I think the real drama is still yet to come. So we will just keep our eyes peeled and wait for it. Oh, yeah. the real drama is still yet to oh, come. He knows. So we will see. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was a great episode. Um, I really enjoyed recapping it. There was a lot of cool stuff that happened, and the cool stuff is going to continue to happen. And then we're going to share our theories. And, guys, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Hit us up, and we'll have you on. Uh, yes. You love talking about In addition to our resident. Yeah, we want to get more people. We want to get, uh, especially uh, female voices. You know our rule. We can't go two weeks without a female voice. So we definitely please, want to get more people please, in. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't just have a bunch of guys talking about childbirth. Like, we're trying to give you a platform here. I know. There's definitely a narrative that's missing here. <laughs> Look, we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. We look at the data. We look at the specs. If we can give you all a dollar, we would go to your house and give you one. We appreciate the love <laughs> so much. Uh, but until next time, guys, we'll see you next week. And salam, nerds. Peace.